bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay and Young Vander. Yo, what's up, Fantasy Football Fiend family? What's popping? We back in the building, ready to drop some jewels on you today. Young Vander, holler at the people. Yo, 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 what's going on out there? What's going on, Fantasy Fiends? Another day, another dollar, another day trying to take over the fantasy world. Let's get into it. So today's hot topic, wide receiver tiers. We're going to go through the various tiers of wide receivers so that way you understand where our top notch in and our serviceable begin, where our serviceable in and our iffies and our maybes and our possibilities begin. So tier one. Tier one wide receivers, household names. No one normally has a problem picking out tier one receivers. Where we normally tend to start to stress a little bit is when we get into that tier three, tier four area, which in all actuality is chock full of talent this year. So we got to make sure that we're paying attention. We're here to help you do that. Um, again, just to get the business side of the house uh, over and done with real quick here, um, you can reach out to us or you can follow us on our social sites, uh, fantasyfootballfiend at gmail.com, at fantasy underscore fiend on Twitter, fantasyfootballfiend on IG, and the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. Holla at your boys. All right, so tier one wide receivers first and foremost Devontae Adams um that's my guy um my second guy how many guys is in this tier I actually only five okay five yeah I got five in my tier one uh we got Devontae Adams we got Stefan Diggs we have Tyreek Hill Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. Those are my top five wide receiver prospects for this year. And they are actually for tier one and tier two. They'll actually be in the precise order of ranking that I would currently take them. So my number one receiver is Devontae Adams. Number two receiver is Stefan Diggs. Number three receiver is Tyreek Hill. My number four receiver is Calvin Ridley. And my number five receiver is DeAndre Hopkins, what say you, young Vander? Okay, so out of the, these uh, top tier wide receivers, uh, I know a lot of things been asking me. How many of these wide receivers are first round draft worthy? One, maybe two, maybe depending on depending on how many how many people are in your league. So that that that's the first thing. If you're in a a ten team league, probably one. Um. Two possibly. Also, it's gonna it's gonna matter if you are in a super flex or two QB league because more QBs are gonna be taken. Um, you're probably gonna have a few QBs taken in the first round versus if you're in a single QB league, which the first QB might not be taken until round three, four, five, just depending on who you're playing with. Um, so I'll say of the five that are in my tier one, Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs. Um are the 
actually, I would even go as far as saying Tariq Hill, if you just wanted to start out with receiver in the first round for any given reason, um, those three would be the three that I think are worthy of consideration. Okay. Okay. Well, my tier one, I have four guys. Um, I have Devontae Adams, of course, uh, Tyreek Hill. I have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And I have uh, Stefan Diggs. So I did not include Calvin Ridley. I know uh, with the loss of Julio Jones, a lot of people expecting, um, you know, big numbers, you know, a lot of a lot of targets and things of that nature, but I I don't I got to see more. You know what I'm saying? I like to see guys do it uh, more than once. So I want to see uh, another season of him before I'm ready to move him up into the top tier, uh, number one, the one tier of receivers. So when looking at the guard system, um, in my opinion, Calvin Ridley fits the bill. Um, He's a game breaker for certain. Um, uh, he definitely uh, has a tremendous amount of upside. Um, he, he's at the perfect breakout age. Um, we know that he has a definitive role. We know what his role in the system itself um, is going to be. So, so that piece of it is taken care of. And then we also know that he's number one on the depth chart. Um, and when I look at all that and couple that um, with the fact that now what we saw when Julio was out should be what we see every week now that Julio is gone, um, I, I, I even even if he doesn't catch as many balls or score as many touchdowns, or, or excuse me, even if he doesn't score as many touchdowns, he should catch more balls just based on volume. So I, I kind of feel like he's one of those – if he's your number one wide receiver – um, he may not be the number one overall by the at the end of the day, but you're going to be satisfied with his output um, on a on a week to week basis. Um, consistency, sure. in my opinion, I think I think his level of consistency is what's going to make him possibly an even better weekly play than your uh, possibly your Tyreek Hills of the world or your Hopkins of the world. Um, just because a lot of times they may score you enough points to win you a week, but then the following week they end up with, you know, in a standard league, you know, five points, six points. Then the next week they, they got damn near 50. I, I believe Calvin Ridley is going to have those the highest of the highs, but then his floor is going to be a little bit higher than what, you know, a, a few of the other, you know, big name wide receivers are going to be. Yeah, I mean, Kevin really is a great talent, of course. I mean, he's in the driver's seat, but at the same time, defenses have a whole offseason to prepare for you. True. Now true. now you're the man. Now you're getting the number one corner. Now we're game planning for you. So all these other guys that I named above him has already went through those, that fire and see that they they both they still can, can uh you know be productive. So I'm ready for to see if Calvin can be productive now that uh coordinators are gonna be um, you know, uh, beamed in on him is, you know, so uh, well, I got, I got that, to see more. Based on that, you may actually um, like the guy that's heading my tier two of receivers more than you like Calvin, if that's one of your sticking points. Um, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin um, is, is leading the pack in my Ooh. tier two. Um, 
wide receivers. Um, I'm going to give you all the names, and then I'm going to give you the explanation of why I believe that he's leading the pack there. Right. Um, but I got Scary Terry. I got Justin Jefferson. I have the, – and these are receivers 6 through 12 that are in my tier two. Okay. Um, I have Scary Terry. I have Justin Jefferson. I have DK Metcalf. I have A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and C.D. Lamb. Again, that is hmm. Terry McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and C.D. Na- Lamb coming in at number 12. Wow. Go ahead and put yours out there, and then we'll compare and contrast. Okay. Uh, in my top, my tier two, I have leading, of course, Calvin Ridley. I have D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, and rounding out Mike Evans will be in my tier two receivers. Okay, okay. I'm I'm noticing the trend here, and I I promise you we haven't gone over our various opinions on these wide receivers with each other. Um, But your guy that you ended your tier two with is beginning my tier three, Mike Evans. So that'll be interesting. Um, I also noticed that or maybe I missed it. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh Uh, Allen Robinson and your Mm -hmm. tier two uh, receivers. Absolutely. Do you believe that Allen Robinson is a tier two receiver with Andy Dalton at the helm? Absolutely. And let me explain to you why. Andy Dalton might actually be the best quarterback that he's played with to date. Let's go down the list. Andy Dalton better than Blake Bortles? Yes or no? No. Andy Dalton is not better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> nah, of course he's better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> Andy Dalton better than Andy Dalton better than Trubisky. Yeah, I, I would give him. I would give him a hair with Trubisky. Andy Dalton as good as or better than Foles. It's kind of it's kind of up in the air because two things, right? Mm-hmm. When have when the last time we seen a good Andy Dalton? How many years I, ago has that been? Right? Actually. I, I don't believe he did. Um, I, don't, I don't believe he did himself um, any poor service last year in Dallas. Um, but then he got hurt. Um, but he he made uh, C.D. Lamb uh, worthy of starting on a weekly basis um, when everything was going to hell in the handbasket and the offense that he had no prior knowledge of. So um, and, I mean, la- last year was kind of crazy for a couple of teams. Dallas being one of them. Um, but I, I, I don't believe that he looked bad. He didn't look as good as he could possibly look. Uh, but that kind of happens when you're thrown in the fire, um, you know, in, 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 the, in the process of the season versus going into the season with the knowledge that the ball's going in your hand, at least to begin with. And what happens later on in the year is going to be completely determined by um, how well you do. So, I think it's a little bit of a different scenario. Um, and, and again, we, we still agree that Robinson's worst case scenario is he now has a quarterback that's as good as any quarterback that he's had in his career, possibly better. So, yeah, as good as, but I've never seen him as a tier two receiver with those quarterbacks. I mean, he hasn't moved the needle. Like, he's, he's pretty much dealing with the same. I mean, Trubisky and Dalton, it's not really a big difference if you look at the numbers. 
I I agree. However, here's the here's the the caveat to that. I I believe that Dalton again is the worst case scenario. When Fields takes over that job, you won't be able to get Allen. So you better get him off top versus waiting for Fields to make him a household name because Fields will legit be the best quarterback that he's ever played with. This guy is going to win people championships because he's going to activate such a high level on the he'll be more than serviceable on the front half of the season and on the back half of the season it's my projection that he's going to be one of the best wide receivers based on that quarterback change mm-hmm. that deep ball is going to be ridiculous I, i'm telling you and, and this isn't look i i do have <laughs> I, i'll put it out there i do have a buckeye biased but looking at every pass that this guy has thrown i'm telling you feels he's a little different so I, I believe that Fields will end up being the best quarterback that Robinson has had. I also believe that Robinson is going to be peppered with targets. So if we're talking half point or full point PPR, again, he's going to be way more consistent than a lot of the other receivers that I even have on top of him um, rank-wise. But those tiers, they, they not only include who I think can win you a week, it's who I think will never lose you. So that's one of the reasons why I have him. Like, say, for instance, um, your boy Mike Evans, right? He had games where he only had three targets the entire game. Meanwhile, Allen Robinson is averaging – I believe he's going to be averaging double-digit targets. Man, um, sure question. Go ahead. Who's had, who had a better season? Um. Well, again, when you're that, talking that, about – That should be a quick that, answer. That's a, that's a different <laughs> – <laughs> I, I'm not looking at last season. I'm talking about projecting what? this season. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, and the reason, and again, I'm, and the reason I'm saying that is with Mike Evans, you had Antonio Brown that wasn't in the fold for a good part of the season. You had Goodwin, um, 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 Godwin, excuse me, that was hurt for a good part of the season. So, like a lot of the receivers that um, didn't take away targets from Mike Evans are going to be taking away targets from Mike Evans off top this year. They got Giovanni Bernard in the fold, so they have a pass catcher out of the backfield. So, I mean, I see what you're saying, but the setup was a little bit different last year and this year for 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 those two receivers in particular. Now, if we go back into uh, injury issues and things of that nature, then maybe Mike Evans can be a little bit more consistent. But I just remember games where you didn't even have Brown and Godwin in the same game with Evans, and he only got like two or three targets. And if it wasn't for a touchdown, he would have got you next to nothing that week. So in my tier two, I can't I can't have anyone in my tier two that may possibly lose me a week. So that's, that's the way. Tier one, I have full of people that on any given week can win you a week. Tier two is full of people that can win you a week, but you don't have to worry about them losing you a week. Mike Evans is one of the best wide receivers out there that you do have to worry about him possibly losing you a week. So that's why he's not in my tier two. I don't know. I think, I mean, I find that kind of hard to believe the guy finished. Uh, look at what? the stats. I, I don't know, look at in the year stats either. I, I'm, I'm going to let you know that. I'm now. looking, no, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the games. Like, yeah, look this game is a guy that, this is a guy that finished top seven. Overall, at the wide receiver position, okay, uh, he's definitely shown that he is probably Brady's favorite red zone target. And I think I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Andy Dalton. 
I think I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Justin Absolutely. Fields. That, that's not even and that's not even a question. So the quarterback, I think the quarterback is better, and I just think the receiver is better. Mike Evans, I think, is more talented than Allen Robinson. I so agree. I'm, so I'm going to go with the guys with the most talent. And this guy had a better season than Allen Robinson. I mean, nah, you get give me the guy that's in the better situation. Give me the guy that's again. If, that is if, a better situation. That, a better that's, quarterback. That's that's not a better situation. You can give me a worse quarterback and give me all the volume. I'm going to put up more points than the best quarterback, but I only see three targets in a game. That's that's not necessarily true because if that was true, then the top receivers for teams like the Jaguars and different teams like that would be putting up these awesome numbers because they're getting all the volume. There's nobody but them, and then. But, but that that's a false equivalency because none of the receivers on the Jaguars have as much talent as Allen Robinson. So you're gonna have to give me a receiver that didn't have a good. What season about a Devontae Parker? Devontae, please. He, he doesn't he, have talent. He don't have he don't have nowhere close to Robinson talent. No, hell no. Not no. Not even in the same stride. But this is but this is a wide receiver that's on a team that's getting volume. The thing you speak of, right? Talent. Volume, better quarterback or as good of a quarterback as he's ever had. Therefore, I expect him to be as good as he's ever been or better. Because, again, when Fields comes in there, that will be the best quarterback that he's had. With Mike Evans, I've just seen evidence that there are certain games that it just seems like they they don't look for him. Uh, OJ, um, OJ Howard is back. Uh, Gronk will have a, a a full season and now off season. And if you say if you want to talk about Tom Brady's favorite red zone target, uh-uh. give me Gronk over Mike Evans all day every day. If you want to talk about favorite red zone target, so if, if this is New England, I believe that. But being nah, that the system days in Tampa, Gronk is doing a you, lot more blocking than than pass catching. You said favorite red zone target. Yeah, that's Mike question. Evans. It's Gronk. Yeah, it is not no, Mike no, no, Evans. No, no. It's Gronk. No, no, no. It's now, Mike. what you have to take into account is that last year, Gronk was not where he's going to start this year off. He wasn't himself until he was like five, six weeks in. He didn't okay. have his football legs on. Okay, so if that's and true. there were several receivers hurt, which is why Mike Evans had a let's, little bit more consistency. Let's go from week that. seven. Let's go from week seven beyond. If he if he wasn't himself to week six. We can go from week seven beyond. No, we I'm can't to... because Godwin was hurt. Godwin was out with that broken finger, remember? Godwin Again, is not a red zone guy. It, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is you're going to have less volume and less opportunities when you have guys that are as good as you on the field with you versus if they aren't on the field. So we, we have to take into account what the situation was for Mike Evans last year. He, he, he didn't have... Uh, an Antonio Brown that knew the playbook out there until midseason. He didn't have a, a – I don't know if Godwin was healthy all season, to be honest with you, because he had one injury and then another, and one that actually took him off the field. I, I mean, like, th this offense as a whole is going to be much better. So I, I just – just the numbers say that there's no way for him to have the same amount of volume. So, therefore, if he don't have the same amount of volume – Numbers say he can't have the same consistency. So I don't see him getting the same numbers that he had last year. But I see Robinson's numbers increasing. We better see. I mean, like I say, volume don't always mean production. Sometimes you can get volume and you still don't have production. I mean, we're talking about a, a receiver who's only had double-digit touchdowns uh, once in his career. 
And that was what five years ago when he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's so, a QB stat, in my opinion, and uh, and more than it is a a a a, a wide hey man, receiver it's stat. It's a stat. And Fields it's on, is going. It's on your no, books. I, I get it. I get it's it. On, it's so, on your books. Duly noted. Robinson versus <laughs> Evans. I'm putting it on the board. Please, like I said, this is a guy who's only had double digit touchdowns once in his career, and that was five years ago when he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh. I'm going to go with the, the better talent, the better quarterback. Okay. I, mean, but, I, I just don't see him as a tier. He, he he hasn't put tier two numbers up since his second year in the league. So we'll, we'll, that's we, all I'm we saying. We will agree to disagree. And and I and I, I, I prognosticate versus revisit. So um, and, I'm, I'm looking at what's going to happen. Even with, Terry Mc, even with Terry McLaurin, another guy you got. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going next. Yeah, I, I think you... I understand he, he's going to have um, – I just got to see more, man. I understand what, everybody like, what oh, he got a better – What more you need to see? When he had, see. Okay, so so say, I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll ask you the same questions. Is his current quarterback, Fitzmagic, does he put him in a better situation as a wide receiver in comparison to the wide receivers that he has to match his skill set? Excuse me, in comparison to the quarterback that he's had thus far that matches his skill set? For sure. Um, you got uh, Fitzpatrick, who's a guy who's going to push the ball downfield. But at the same time, Lawrence is not the only receiver over there. And I think a lot of times that people do, they say, hey, oh, this quarterback's getting with this receiver. Oh, it's going to be a perfect marriage. But it doesn't always come out that way because you never know if they're going to have that chemistry. He may be better off with, with Curtis Samuel. Don't they have Curtis Samuel now in Washington? They did, but he's hurt. So he's building the rapport with McLaurin. Is he hurt or he's going through like he's some hurt. COVID? He's, he's actually – no, no, no. He had a, a groin injury, I believe it was. Oh, well, um, he, I saw be there, some information be from uh, – Coach um, from 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 uh, Riverboat Ryan that said that uh, he yeah he did he did say that he should be ready for week one, but he also said that he's not rushing them back out there anytime soon. So the odds of Fitzpatrick having a better rapport with the guy that's not out there than the guy that is out there that all the plays are being designed and ran through are slim to none. So again, that's another check mark in the box of McLaurin because the second best receiver on the team is not getting any reps with the new quarterback. So it's the best quarterback that Terry McLaurin has had. That's fine. The second, the number two wide receiver on the team won't even be back to the team until about week one. So, I, I mean, the volume is going to be there. The other thing is they have a ridiculous defense. So, in my opinion, they're actually going to have the ball a little bit more often than some other teams that, because their defense is going to be That may benefit the run game more than the pass game, don't you think? Possibly. But here's the <laughs> thing that happens with the run game. If it benefits the run game, it also benefits the play-action pass, which Terry McLaren is going to tear your ass up. So, I hope it benefits the run game because that, in turn, is going to be what allows Fitzpatrick to get those degaff fifty-yard bombs down to Terry because you're so worried about the run game. So I hope you're absolutely one hundred percent right. I think he, Terry McLaurin has a lot of upside, but you know one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs. What have you done for me lately? Boom, 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 boom. I haven't seen anything. You know what I mean? What do you, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You I haven't, haven't seen, seen anything? anything? For, for him to be a tier two receiver, I haven't seen tier two production. 
Show me the production. Don't so so what me. you're saying is you want to be a year late versus being a year early. No, 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 no. I want to see what you can do. Do you, you, you can't give me you can't give me a, a little spark? Oh man, you look I didn't see that too many times in this world where you see somebody they go out here, they do well for a game, and you're like, wow, this is the next best thing, and then they disappear. The disrespect they, the guy had four touchdowns game? last year. He Who had was four his quarterback. I don't care. Look at the quarterbacks. Oh, 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 look at the quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins had had, and he was in Houston. Are we Wait serious right now? So, so now you don't care who his quarterback is. I don't a care ago, because guess but, what? But a second ago, the reason you picked Mike Evans was because of his quarterback. Come no, on, no, 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 no. I didn't pick Mike Evans because no, no. That's wrong. what you said. You no, said I did not. I see he has the better quarterback in comparison to Robinson. But okay, Mike Evans has been doing it. Before Tom Brady got there, let's not get it twisted. This I, guy's okay, been, I'll give you that. I'll okay, that. yeah, that. I, I, yeah. That. This guy's okay. been producing. Uh, DeAndre Evans uh, and McLaurin has produced every year, even with subpar quarterback play. So I, boy, I don't see what you call production. Four four touchdowns. Look at his consistency. Look at his yards. I mean, he had a, he, he, he had a, touchdowns aren't a sticky stat. Um, touchdowns can change so, tremendously. Yield. So you telling me eleven hundred yards and four touchdowns is top is two is two tier worthy? 1100 yards with a few more touchdowns. No, 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 no. With four touchdowns. I don't I don't care if, what he got last year. Guess you, what? You're talking about a touchdown rate that's going to be the quarterback year. that he got. What are we I don't care about us? the number of touchdowns that he got last year. I I, I, I couldn't care less. What are we going off of? I'm going uh, off. What about of the last two years then? He's been in the league two years. So what about the last what what can we go? I only can go off what you have when you go to a job, right? I want to see what? When you when you apply for a job, what do you do? I want to see your resume. You can't come in my in my office and say, hey, don't worry about what my last job was. Give me the job because I'm going to be the man. It don't work like that. You got to show me what you have done over time for me to believe that you can produce at this high level. He's been the year. He's been the league two two years, right? A lot of times from wide receivers that second year, we see a, a boom. But he had a sophomore slump last year, right? Would you would you call that a, more of a sophomore slump and to where you thought he was going? The trajectory? What? What what would you call it when you got to change quarterbacks like three times and none of them are good? Yeah, he had a slump, but there's a reason okay. for it. Okay, okay, He still put up 1,100 okay. yards in a damn slump. Four touchdowns. Hey, DeAndre. Again, had, oh, I don't care quick. about the touchdowns. I know you don't. Okay, 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 okay. So, so what you're <laughs> telling me then, okay, so if that's the case, you're telling me that Adam Thielen should be in tier two because of the amount of touchdowns that he got last year, right? I think Adam Thielen is a better, is a better choice than Terry McLaurin. Smoking. Dope. Nah. Smoking. No. Dope. Ain't because he no has a better chemistry. Nah. He has a. I, nah. I think. I, I really, nah, bro. Hey, I'm nah. okay with. I'm okay with Adam Thielen being a better choice than Terry. Right. I know Hell Terry no. has the. Terry is, is sexy. It's the upside. The car it looks fast. You know what I'm saying? Look fat. Hold on. Look at the numbers, bro. I am looking at the numbers. 1,100 yards with no quarterback. I'm looking at the, his. So, there's, so the a, there's a thing called regression, right? Regression to the mean. Regression to the mean dictates that he's going to have. It's, it's no different than the way I feel about uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm not looking at the amount of touchdowns he got last year because he's going to regress to the mean. He's going to get what a. He, he, he's going to end up averaging what a normally 
better than average, better than good wide receiver, better than running back um, in, in CEH's case, is going to get. So so I expect there to be a certain amount of regression to the mean. No different than I expect there to be a regression to the mean as far as stealing is concerned. And I don't see him getting anywhere close to double-digit touchdowns this year. So I'm not going to put you in a tier for this year based on what you did solely based on what you did last year. I have to look at differences in situations. I have to look at not only was that his first year in a brand new offense, but he had asked for play at quarterback. This is going to be just like Allen Robinson, his best situation. I got to prognosticate what's about to happen, not revisit, not continuously revisit. But it's not an excuse, happened. man. Let me ask you a question. It's not right? an excuse. It's a reason. So DeAndre Hopkins, right? When he's in Houston, okay. did he have asked quarterback play? Absolutely. Yes or no? Yeah, he did. That same ass quarterback. But Terry McLaurin is not as good as Hopkins, though. So I, I'm not – I don't – But you putting this man in a tier two and receivers. Hopkins is above this is, him. This is considered good. What you mean? <laughs> he is. He's no. more than good. What are no, you talking no, no, no. about? He's cool. The, the guy finished 20th last year, right? He finished – no, I'm, I'm going off what I can see. No, no, he finished don't. 20th last year with no quarterback. But this is a brand hey, new offense. I'm, I'm about to bust all that right now, right? Okay. This is what you feel to realize. Okay. You may say he got a better quarterback, mm -hmm. but he don't have a good quarterback. What are you not getting? Fitzpatrick is not good. Fitzpatrick isn't. isn't <laughs> okay. Is okay. he good? So, no, no, so, no. So is he no, a good quarterback? No, no, yes no. no. You're absolutely right. I, I, there's a reason he's been he's on better, so many different but he's teams. Not good. However, what he does do oh, is great for McLaurin. What he God. does do is throw the deep ball consistently. What he does do is latch on to whomever his number one receiver is and uses him consistently so i'm i'm not saying that fitzpatrick is the creme de la creme of quarterback what i'm Shit. saying is that i can't fitzpatrick is better than what he's had and if if we're going to look at having a better scenario in which he's receiving the ball i can only imagine that his numbers hey, will increase that, that's just one plus one if i got a if i got a chevy cobalt and i get me a honda civic it's a faster car but the car is still not fast you get it I don't. Yeah, the Civic is faster. No, no, the Civic is like that. Bro. The Honda Civic you. is faster, but it's still not a fast car. So that's what I'm saying with Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's McLaurin a better quarterback. is a fast car. He's a I'm yeah. No, he's you. a fat. No, no. I'm talking about Fitzpatrick right now. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah. You saying he got a better quarterback? Yeah. Like the Honda Civic is faster than the Cobalt, but guess what? It's not fast. But it's still, it's still an upgrade. It's still an upgrade. So, so if but it's it an upgrade, I can a, only imagine that his numbers upgrade, increase due to the upgrade. But it's not upgrade. first class. You still sit. I, I didn't say it was. That's why he's. That's the only reason what? he's not you're a tier still one. Sitting in the back near the back of the plane. You're still not in the middle of the plane. That's great. It's still an upgrade, <laughs> which is which, like I said, which <laughs> is why he's in tier two and instead of tier one. Hey, it's I'm 32 teams you. in the league. Over half of the quarterbacks in the league are better than Fitzpatrick. So, let me know what's going on, but. You know, we can continue. Tier three. My tier start. Matter of fact, go ahead and start with your tier three first. All right. Me. Tier three, guys. I got your boy, Allen Robinson. Okay. He's not spearheading my tier three, but he's in the tier three. Uh, I have Adam Thillian, who I like a lot. Um, Robert Woods here. Um, I have Amari Cooper. Um, this is a guy I think that can, he's going to have his weeks. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Terry McLaurin, another one of you guys that have him here. Uh, you got Lockett in tier three. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. 
and I'll explain why. Uh, we have Cooper Cup here. Okay, I agree. We have Chris Godwin. I agree. And we have the the, the great C.D. Lamb here also in the tier three, and that's going to okay. round up my tier three guys. So what I'm noticing is the difference, <laughs> the, the the biggest difference in our approach as far as rankings so far is I leave a lot more room for what could happen. You more so rank by what has happened and what should happen. I like I, consistency. I get it. Um, but but I look at <laughs> volume as the stat that's most important in what I feel your consistency for any given year will be. Um, and let me give you my tier three. Okay. Um, I have Mike Evans. Um, mm-hmm. I have Amari Cooper. I have Chris Godwin. I have Julio Jones. I have DJ Moore. I have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, and Brandon IU. So there's a couple of names that are in here that based on the philosophy that I'm starting to gather um, from you, you aren't going to agree with it because you haven't, quote unquote, again, seen it yet. I get that. that. That's absolutely fine. Um, but for me, I, I I look at once we're out of round one and two, I'm looking for most upside, which lends itself to me putting some of the younger guys that haven't done it, um, that I feel that are in a position to do it. That um, makes me put them a little bit higher to whereas you look at the vets that have consistently done it and saying that basically they're going to do it again or, or regardless of what changes are going on in their situation. So that, that's kind of the biggest difference that I'm noticing. Um, but let me let me um, explain the guys that actually, let's start here. You start with Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Yeah, man. Um, my issue with Tyler Lockett is this, and I've had this argument several times over with several people. My issue with Tyler Lockett is, He's so inconsistent. Um, he'll have games. There's certain teams that he burns up every year. And if you pay attention, you'll recognize what teams those are. He, it's, it's, it's divisional teams that he burns up every year that can't guard his position. And it's going to be the same dude trying to guard him again this year. But then what ends up happening by the end of the year, and by the time you get the fantasy playoff time, it's like he's another one of those – Okay, you can win me possibly within the course of the year. You may actually win me two weeks. You keep me in the game for another two weeks, but you're going to get the vast majority of your fantasy points in about four or five weeks, and then I'm left hurting with those other (coughs) 11 weeks. So I look for a little bit more. Actually, I, I look for what should be quite a bit more consistency um and and i believe Lockett is probably going to be in my tier four or five but uh, i look for quite a bit more consistency in this tier um the only reason mike evans and chris godwin are both in tier three is because they're both on the same team i think they're more talented than a, a few of the receivers that i have in tier two but i'm looking at the situation um dj moore i believe can actually end up being a breakout if they utilize him the way he could be used and um, Sam Darnold, uh, in my opinion, situation change, he's away from Adam the asshole, Gase. I can't stand that dude. He's the worst coach I've ever seen in my entire life. 
at any rate, I digress. So with him being away from Adam Gase, it looks like everybody that gets away from Adam Gase ends up being better. The reason why people still sleep on Tannehill is because of all the years that he had playing ass under Adam Gase. So um, he, he leaves a stench on people that, that that's hard to wash off. But I think Darnold can actually end up being better than um, Bridgewater. And Bridgewater made all three of those wide receivers in Carolina um, playable uh, wide receivers on a weekly base. All of them had over a thousand uh, receiving yards last year. Um, and with Curtis Samuel now being gone, um, I think that's going to uh, lend itself to both DJ Moore and Anderson um, getting a few more targets. So I believe DJ Moore is going to not only have the upside and the uh, and the breakout ability, but he's also going to be consistent. One of the wide receivers that is slept on the most is Robert Woods, in my opinion. Um, Robert Woods, man, he, he's he's the picture of consistency. Um, I, I don't I don't know if this guy will lose you a week at all this year. Um, and with increase and with an increase at quarterback play, I expect for Cooper Cup to be a little bit more along the lines of a Tyler Lockett. Um, where he's going to have boom bust weeks, but I expect Robert Woods to have his boom weeks, but he won't. His floor is going to be so terribly high. Um, now, the two guys that I don't believe you had in your um, in your tier three that I do have there, and it's because of what I think is going to transpire this year: um, Jamar Chase and Brandon Ayuk. Um, mm. I believe that Jamar Chase and Burrow, um, Barham Burrow's health, that is. Um, I believe that that's going to be an instant connection. Uh, we got to understand that Burrow and Chase have played more ball together than anybody else that Burrow has thrown the ball to at this point. Right. Uh, you don't take a wide receiver at number five overall and then, quote, unquote, work him in slowly. That shit don't happen. That's the type of shit to get people fired. And you already got a coach that's on his last leg. You cannot draft a wide receiver number five overall and think you got time. No, sir. You got to prove off top that that was a good pick or the GM and the coach for Cincinnati will no longer be a part of that team by the end of the year. So I believe they're going to force feed him targets. And Brandon Ayuk, I believe he is everything that we want Debo Samuel to be. Debo Samuel would be outstanding. He would actually be in this tier as well if he wasn't hurt all the time since high school. Um like I, I don't I don't believe he's had a year yet, like literally since high school, that he didn't have an injury that 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 kind of put him on the shelf or, or or made him less than what his full potential is for several weeks. Brandon Ayuk, I believe, is what's going to make Waller a better tight end than Kittle because you're gonna have more consistency at the wide receiver spot. You aren't going to have all of those weeks where your tight end is legit your only wide receiver because Debo's hurt. Um, I believe he's going to definitely overtake Debo if he hasn't already. I actually think he has already based on camp. Um, he and Bo now here's the thing. He and Lance, Trey Lance, have the best connection on the team. Trey Lance is closer to being the present than he is to being the future in my opinion so it's going to be a scenario where i believe he's going to take a tremendous jump this year it's the the sophomore year as you mentioned a little bit earlier we had that sophomore jump in many cases um 
I believe he's going to have a little bit more consistent uh, play at quarterback. Well, the reason I say that is one or two things is going to happen. Either Jimmy G is going to be healthy, which will be awesome because Jimmy G is a great quarterback when he's healthy, or Trey Lance is going to be on the field, which Trey Lance is going to have more of those, uh, you know, those deep down the field passing um, attempts and things of that nature is going to open up things a little bit more. That safety is going to have to pay a hell of a lot more attention to Trey Lance than he does Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy ain't running nowhere. Um, so there's a few things that I see happening with this particular receiver. And again, this is more of a prognostication than saying based on last year, but there are several indications from last year that tell me that this prognostication is going to be on point. Okay. <clears throat> Objection, your honor. Go for it. Tyler Lockett. Okay. Number one, he has the best deep ball throw of the football in the NFL. Okay. Russell Wilson. As far as accuracy and everything, mm -hmm. he's coming off a hundred catch season. Mm -hmm. He's had a better year than your boy Terry McLaurin, and he's this guy has posted twenty eight touchdowns in the last three seasons. So Wait, why wouldn't no, I no, have? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to my original statement. I, I didn't say he don't rack up numbers. That that's that that, that wasn't my <laughs> argument at all. You said he was by questioning the end of why the year, he'll he have was, the numbers. You was questioning why he was in this tier, correct? My issue with him was his consistency. He'll you get you the vast majority of those numbers you in was only about questioning four or five games. Why he was in this tier, though, correct? And he shouldn't be. He's not consistent enough. Did he have a better season than Terry McLaurin? Yes, it or doesn't no? matter. See, that, see, that, that's that's the thing that people run away from. You can't you replay simple, last season. You give him a simple question. I gave you a simple answer. No. No, this yeah, is I yes or no. That's these are this, no, this doesn't this is not a detailed answer. Did this guy have a better season than Terry McLaurin last year? That's all it I ask. Doesn't matter. I can't get fantasy See, points this year from last year. Bro, I just it's asked a simple question. That had a, a better year last it's just year. A, than it's just a simple question. Year. It's just a simple. And question. I gave you a simple answer. Nah, it's just yes or no. Okay, last year, Terry McLaurin was this was Tyler Lockett's year? Not not twenty twenty. 2019 was Tyler Lockett year better than Terry McLaurin last year. So what do you consider to be better? I'm just, because you're, I'm, just, I, I, I'm, I'm asking. The, so the numbers. Can give you what am I considered to be better? The numbers. So, the the, the, the what, numbers the as far as finish. end of the. So so overall finish is what you're looking at. Okay, great. So if you're looking at overall finish, I completely agree with you. Tyler Lockett is a stud. Guess what, man? So why isn't he in? Why why it's, why isn't he in tier one? It's all about your finish. Is, it's not all about you. That you are one hundred percent dead it's, wrong. No, no, no. It's all about your finish at the end of the season when they look and they tally up your stuff. This is where you're gonna be at. You, you're ranked and you're listed that's here. That's not get, how fantasy works. That's how if fantasy you get works, the vast bro. majority of your points and for matter of fact, I, I, matter of fact. Okay, okay. Let me let me bring it home for you. I traded for Tyler Lockett last year in our league of record. Why? Because the person who had him, Ron, didn't want him because the first several weeks he wasn't doing very much. As soon as I got him, he had two or three games where he was a weak winner. And then I traded him again. And he ended up after I traded him not doing very much again for the person I traded him to. The thing with Tyler Lockett is, yes, he's going to have boom weeks that are stupid. He's going to have boom weeks that are going to set him up to be a top 15 receiver at the end of the year. But the thing is, 
I can't win next week on the peak on the points that you got me this week. He is way too inconsistent to be that high. If that's teams, true, then you shouldn't go with a guy like Terry McLaurin because he's not, not consistent. He's not he consistent. consistent. That's not true. No. That's not how, true. how because is he, consistent? he has way more target volume. His volume is what makes him consistent. How is he way more consistent? This guy look finished at, 20th, and this guy finished 11th. How is he look at his points per game, not his end of the year. The end of the year points don't mean that you were consistent. That just means that you had a bunch of boom weeks. You're, you're, I would re- And look, I tell y'all this all the time in our legal record, and nobody ever believes me. I would rather have the guy that puts up 15 points every single week versus having the guy that's going to put up five points this week and 25 points next week. At the end okay, of the season, that would be. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. At the end of the se- at the end of the season, they're going to have the same amount of points, but one actually helped you week over week a hell of a lot more. So I don't look at end of the year stats again. Look at my math on this. You have the one guy that gets five points one week and gets you twenty points the next. That's still every two weeks Bro. averaging 25 points. But give me the guy that's going to get me somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 and a half points every week, and I'm just, better off. You just said who averaged the most that Tyler Lockett average per game is higher than McLaurin. Right? Not no, it's not. Only it is. only the, it is. The, only, the only way the average per, no 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 no. You you you're looking at you're looking at dividing total amount of points divided by total games. That's not the that's way. The how, that, that's that's what the average is called, sir. It's bro. You, you, you're, <laughs> you're aware of that, right? That's an average. You, you're you take not the overall hearing. and you divide it by the number or whatever it is. That's you're that's, not. That's called that's, that's not how you show consistency in fantasy football Man. because that's not how he gained his points. Again, he got. If you look at his points, he got. He had like three or four forty-point games, and most of the other games were ass. That's hey. what I'm talking about as it pertains to same thing how, for Terry McLaurin, though. It, bro, that's not true. Dog, from okay, week t- okay, listen, okay. So, from so, week okay, 10, so let me ask you on, this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this 10. real quick. Okay. So let me ask you this. If Terry McLaurin had Wilson throwing him the ball, see, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. If I was seven that? foot tall, I'd be in the league. We don't so, care about that. If, if yeah, I do fifth, because he has a better quarterback now than he had no, no, before. No, no. I, Fitzpatrick has one of the best deep balls in the game. What no, the best about? quarterback don't always have the best receiver, and vice versa. It don't I, always work like that. that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm so saying we're not doing is that. McLaurin has a guy that can throw the deep ball as Bro. well as the guy that's throwing Tyler Lockett's deep ball now. No, no, no. That's not. That's that's blasphemy. That's not at all. Blasphemy. Look at the numbers. Man, look please. At the numbers. What numbers? Fix Patrick. Numbers. What numbers has he had? <coughs> look at look at his deep ball numbers. Oh man, please. Look look at his deep ball no, numbers. Terry McLaurin, lad, Terry McLaurin had a hundred yard game. Ain't had one since week nine. All look the way, who at quarterback? We, I, I, man, you can't look at you can't look at the guy. That, that's like saying if Wilson go down okay. and 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 lock it. His numbers and Lockett and DK's numbers plummet, and then this Please, time man. next year we're talking about well, look, look at the numbers with the subpar quarterback. Don't look at the fact that Wilson coming back. So, so look at Brandon Cook's numbers <laughs> with and without Deshaun Watson. We, we, we're not. I mean, it, it matters who your quarterback, bro. Is. Honda Whether Civic. Or not their skill set matches yours. Chevy Cobalt. Honda nah. Civic. Nope. Chevy not even Cobalt. close. You way off on that. One. Honda. No, I'm. Hey. Way off. Men lie. Way off. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So you can say whatever, but the numbers say different. So let me you... ask you this. <laughs> what numbers do you think are wide receiver one worthy? 
Like an average of how many points per game would you say is wide receiver one word? Oh man, average points per game. Uh what, what would you say I, would disappoint would, you? Like, like let's start with that number. What what number would disappoint in, you in a, in a maybe in a standard game? league? Nah, let's let's go with half point because that, that's what most people uh, and then I you can give your example in the standard as well. I, I got a standard mindset when I'm thinking about this. Um, as far as an average, I need I need I need 13. I need 13? I think any or 12, 12 and a half up in that range, right? Okay. And that's standard, right? Yeah, 12 and a half points average. That's wide receiver one category. Anything from 12 and a half up is wide receiver one worthy. So what about um if it were um let's say you said 12 and now what about a, a ppr a half point ppr what what would you say here i guess you maybe add what if in a half point six let's say six seven okay so you may be gonna add three points to that nah so okay so that that explains a lot right so when i give my numbers i'm looking at half point ppr and that's why val volume to wide receiver is so important in my fantasy prediction because i'm looking at who's going to catch the ball the most time. That's a full point every time. Even if you got, if you went back a yard, that's still a full point. So if you're catching eight <laughs> balls a game, you got, you got almost what your baseline for standard just off of pass catches. We're not even looking at if you scored a touchdown or if, how many yards you got. We talking about damn near double digits just based on volume. So that's another one of our biggest differences in the way we're ranked. Even if that's even that's mindset. that's cool, but Tyler Lockett had more catches than that guy. I agree. This was a this was a different kind of year for um, for Seattle. Like like they started out, um, they started out like on five, like Russell Wilson for a few weeks was looking like he was going to be the the quarterback one of the league. Um, DK Metcalf and Lockett looked like they were going to be vying to be both being wide receiver ones. But then once you got to the second half of the year, and this happens, it seems it seemingly happens every year with Seattle. I don't know what it is, but defenses just figure them out. And then they have this, you know, oh, they're worth the world. And then they just become regular all of a sudden and i've seen that over several years it's like and i think that has to do with coaching because it feels like pete carroll at some point in the season like like when you're when you're getting a little bit closer to the you know the the, the fall a little bit closer to the you know getting a little cool outside and all that kind of good stuff it seems like he kind of changes it up to where he just wants to run like they started out letting russ cook and then it became a the offensive coordinator got fired because you threw the ball too much and I wanted to run. So it's like, like, I, I don't know. It, it's like toxy-turvy with me. So mm -hmm. I, I believe DK Metcalf has the talent to be sure. a tier one running back. Like talent-wise, he easily has the talent to be a tier one wide receiver. But I just don't feel like the Seattle philosophy, as long as Pete Carroll um, is the coach, is going to lend itself to ever having wide receiver volume on a consistent base. Mm -hmm. I mean, in any point in time, he can yank the rug from under you and Russ is no longer kicking and they're running the ball 30 times a game. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I just and, – and that might be being scorned too because I've seen it too many times where, um, you know, you, you trade for Russell Wilson based on what he did in the first three or four weeks. And then the next thing you know, the guy that you traded for him is doing just as well. So it, right. it, I mean, like that—that—that that, that tends to, and and that's 
you see that in Lockett's production as well. That's that's why it and it's not again the talent of the receiver. If Tyler Lockett was on another team, he'd be an easy wide receiver one in my humble estimation. It's not it's not a talent thing. It's, it again goes to roles, and what have I seen consistently from this coach and from the offensive coordinator? Um, and, and that that kind of lends itself to um, a lack of consistency. Now, on the other end, uh, if if Chris Carson can stay healthy, he may be one of the best values in fantasy in general this year because of the way Seattle likes to handle their business. Um, and he's he's never bad because. He isn't talented. He's always bad because he gets hurt. But um, but yeah, I mean, I cheers. do. I do like C.D. Lamb. Um, for a good measure, I, I think this guy Absolutely. has uh some really good potential. Um, so if 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 if, you, if he's available in your leagues, man, I think that's a guy you definitely want to keep your eye on. Um, it just came out that uh, I don't think the Cowboys are looking to uh, resign Gallup. I saw so that. Yeah, I, I think you're about to start xing him out. Um, I think you know, see the Lamb already been a, a big favorite of Jerry Jones. You know, wanting, even yeah. want him to wear the number 88 jersey. And um, and, and that's if you know anything about the Cowboys, you know anything about Jerry Jones, right? That that that's not a small thing. That's not no, a small no, gesture. No, no, no. That's 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 a that's a that's a hell of a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know so what I'm saying? If, if I'm the Cowboys, and we'll wrap it up with this and we'll um, start the next episode um, with our tier four. Um, but if I'm the Cowboys, maybe I go ahead and get some, you know, th- throw out some some bait out there and see if anybody's willing to come pick up Cooper because the, getting rid of that $100 million contract and already having a wide receiver, a wide receiver that's capable of replacing him and then having Gallup, who's very much familiar with the system, but it's going to cost a heck of a lot less. Right. And now you can actually pay a few people on uh, a few more people on defense or replace a couple of people on that line. I mean, maybe I would go that route versus having Lamb and Cooper, especially with as many surgeries and as many injuries as Cooper's had over the years. I mean, don't get me wrong, barring injury, Cooper is a stud. But how many times can you bar injury if that's become his? You know, I really think the Cowboys are a year going to be a year late. When it comes to removing guys, I think this offseason they should have tried to put something together, get rid of Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, uh, and maybe even also Amari Cooper. Uh, I two, think Demarcus two, Lawrence too. I mean, I think two huge contracts. That would have been three huge contracts. Yeah, that they probably could have, you know, unload and, and and definitely maybe work on some some defense. You know, like they they really need some help on that side of the ball, and they offensive line ain't good as it used to be. I know everybody's not have this. This mindset of a cowboy offensive line, so I think those positions they should have gave up and, and probably fixed some of those, packed some of those holes up. Cleveland so, and Indy got the best offensive line now. And yeah, Indy, Cleveland, Cleveland by Indy far, close. I think the best. Yeah, for sure. But listen, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're gonna try to keep these episodes to right around an hour. Sometimes we get we go back and forth, and the debate will end up lasting 15, 20 minutes. But here's the thing: the beatdown. Beat. <laughs> Let's get it clear. Right. Right. You're absolutely right, because Let's that just what happens when you try to debate me. You're right. So um, what we want to do is make sure that we are conscious of your time. So we're going to try to keep it around an hour. But if it goes a little bit over, you know, there's, there's there's never too much of a good thing. So and I think it's very important that you hear 
two fantasy pros that may not necessarily see eye to eye. But the funniest part about it is, honestly, when looking at tiers, a lot of the guys that we're debating over would be determined based on where you are in the draft. So we might actually end up with a similar team just based on where our t- uh, where our tiers are, just based on where we end up, um, um, what our draft spot ended up being. So uh, we aren't as far away from each other as our arguments may make it seem. Right. But I want you guys to make sure you tune in for the next wide receiver tier episodes because – that's when we're going to get down to the nitty gritty and those guys that are going to be your fantasy values, your guys that are going to be your fantasy sleepers and your guys that are most likely going to be the ones that are going to assist in winning that fantasy championship because your top dog should run barring injury. But it's the guys that you get that are your sleepers and your values that round out your team and make it more or less likely that you're going to win your fantasy championship. Notable names, I might add. Notable names. I mean, some guys, man, at this at this level from Terry four to maybe seven, definitely four. Four is is is, is a real tricky area. You're gonna see a lot of guys in tier four that can very well be tier two. I agree. Uh, I mean, they are gonna have some wide receiver one weeks. Um I agree. So, so I even so, have a couple in tier five right. that could conceivably right. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll right. definitely hop into that next go round. We appreciate you guys joining us today. And as always, make sure you tune in. We're going to drop the jewels that are going to have you win your championship. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.